It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by our friends at Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Joining us now from The Athletic, he is our friend Sam Amick. Sam, hello. How are you? Good afternoon, guys. Hanging in there. Thanks for having me, as always. That's great. Thank you for joining us, as always, Sam. And it seems like we just have so much every t- to talk about every time we talk to you. And let's get started with this very detailed uh, plan with the bubble. Give us kind of your overall thoughts and what the NBA has thought of and what they're doing with the situation. Yeah, I mean, you know, 113-page 100, NBA medical and health protocol memo detailing uh anything imaginable about life inside the bubble from recreation options, you know, and, and, you know, whether when they play ping pong, can they play doubles when they play video games, can they wear headsets um, to the basketball stuff, how the arenas might look, you know, the employees, uh, Disney, that, that one of the concerns is that the, uh, the actual employees will not be undergoing testing, but they're going to be kept away from players and staff. So, I mean, it, it was a lot. Um, I gave somebody from the NBA a hard time about how, because they put this thing out um, pretty late in the day, two nights ago, or whatever it was, maybe three nights ago, um, you know, it, it made all of us in the media have to feel like we were in college again and, and just crash coursing this thing and reading it as quickly as possible and then deciding what to write. So there was a lot there. Um, I think it mostly paints a picture of, of pretty extreme caution, but certainly some problem areas within you know, the environment as well. Do you think, Sam, that the players appreciate the uh, detail to safety, or do you, do you think they're uh, somewhat infringed upon? Um, that's the hardest part, I think, about the discussion between the players and the league is that, you know, they're worried for their own health, but then – you know, they're, they don't want to be inconvenienced. And that's kind of a microcosm of what's happening in the country where, you know, that, that's the balance, right, is, is, is finding that, that, that right balance. But, you know, in order to have a, a set of rules across the league, you know, it's, it's going to have to be stringent. And so leaving the bubble uh, technically is allowed, but if you do it, you'd have to quarantine for a very long time when you get back. And so... I feel like unofficially, like you're not leaving the bubble um, once you're in. Um, and if you do, you're not coming back. And so for players, yeah, it's restrictive. You know, um, somebody put it to me this way, like, there's no way you're leaving to go to a steakhouse outside of the bubble just to get a good meal. But if somebody in your family, God forbid, passed away and there was a funeral that you wanted to get to, then something more serious like that, then maybe you wind up leaving the bubble. But it's no joke. I mean, you know, the family members are not going to come in until after, I think, about five weeks. Um, I saw an interview the other day with Austin Rivers on the Rockets from, from one of our writers, Kelly Eco at The Athletic, talking about, you know, how that's a big deal. You know, he's not used to not seeing his family for five weeks. And so a lot of layers to it. Um, but, yeah, to your question, Gordon, I think the concerns about restrictions are there. And it's not just the rules. 
it's things like wearable devices, you know, this this Disney magic band that, that they're going to wear. You know, there's some agents that feel like it's unofficially a, like a tracking system, which makes people uncomfortable. So, um, you know, it's uh, a lot to, to process for sure. Well, I'll express this uh, opinion, Sam, and and get your thoughts. And this, Gordon doesn't agree with this, and it might not be very popular, but um, it it seems to me like the daily testing makes a lot of this other stuff unnecessary. Like the the policing of it would make me uncomfortable if I were a player. Now, if I were a player, I'd play no matter what, because there's there's so much on the line. But, I mean, is is all that other stuff really necessary? If I mean, it seems like if you're testing every day, that should just about do it, no? Well, I mean, it would do it in terms of telling you if you're if you're infected. But I mean, um, obviously, the, I think the problem is that the prevention is just incredibly important because if you have a couple people get it, this thing can spread like like wildfire. And so that's where all these other measures come into play: is the avoidance and it's the, the you know prevention techniques for lack of a better way of putting it, um, because there's always there's going to be a lag time, right? Like, you know, you tested at 9 a.m. in the morning. Um, you know, you picked it up at, at 11 a.m. You were you didn't know it, but you were positive because somehow, some way, uh, an employee or whatever gave it to you. And, and you, you know, and then you spend the next 16 hours or whatever it might be infecting other people. But if you... During those 16 hours until your next test, if you follow the rules and you kept social distance and you had these devices on, then just hypothetically speaking, maybe you managed to infect like, you know, 50 fewer people than you would have otherwise. And I know I'm taking a big number, but uh, I think that's obviously the thinking and the logic behind those measures. But it's also just, you know, if we're going to be not naive about it. It's it's also so that the NBA can cover its own backside and make sure that they can tell the whole world that, that they really went above and beyond to try to create a safe environment. Yeah, and that's that's the discussion point that we were that Jake and I were going back and forth on. Sam was the 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 value of public relations versus real safety measures, and I and I would rather err on the side of of safety measures. And if there is PR benefit, then fine. But really, I mean, I don't care to what extreme they go. They want these players to stay healthy and safe. And I, I'm I'm fine with that. I wanted to ask you this, though, Sam, in there, if I'm reading it right, if I read it right, that it gives the players the options to to either play or not play. And they would be, uh, d- d- you know, have paid deducted from a fraction of their pay deducted for not playing. And they have to inform their team, I believe, by June 24th. Do you think that there will be a lot of players that exercise that option? Or do you, what's your best guess in that regard? Will we be expecting to see certain players and then seeing teams change their rotations because guys are absent? I mean, to my knowledge, I you know, I don't have a long list of players. And it's, it's the ones that are public are the only ones I know about. You know, Kyrie Irving wasn't going to be playing anyway because of his shoulder injury. Uh, Avery Bradley, you know, appears prepared to possibly not play for the Lakers. You know, that's a, an important role player. Um, Dwight Howard says now that he has not made up his mind, but he's been very outspoken about his concern. But I don't think 
the list is very long. And the one thing I keep saying that people should make sure they don't get confused is that last Friday when the players had that conference call that Kyrie led that had more than 80 players on it, I feel like the narrative became like this group of 80 players was, you know, was ready to not play in Orlando. And that's just not the case. Those players were on there to share viewpoints, mostly to talk about the social component here and what's happening in the society and, and Black Lives Matter and that movement. And, but it was a dialogue. And by no means, you know, was every person on that call ready to not play in Orlando. Um, so, you know, until further notice, I don't think the list is that long. Now, next week will be interesting in terms of the news cycle because I would imagine that a lot of this stuff is going to leak, you know, where you'll find out, you know, this player told this team that they're not playing by the 24th deadline. Um, and so I think, you know, we'll have a better sense of it. But I think for the most part, a lot of these players, what they're doing, and I think it's smart and it has a lot of merit, is that even if they ultimately wind up playing, raising the discussion that they are um, is going to compel the NBA, which is already a very progressive league anyway, but it's going to you know, compel the league to do even more when it comes to uh, specifically Black Lives Matter and, and their situation in the country right now. And I'm talking about you know, more than PSA videos and hashtags and things of that nature. The players really want to see some kind of boots on the ground, activism, um, you know, pushing certain policy, looking to make real change. And, and I think that's where their, their hearts are at. And, and I applaud them because they, they are the talent, so to speak, that you have leverage because, you know, they are the reason this league is as great as it is. And, and they're trying to make the most of that right now. Sam Amick with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, and we uh, we were talking about that phone call last Friday uh, with players uh, raising some issues. And uh, according to your very own Athletica report there, Donovan Mitchell talked about his concern for injury. He's going to be up for a, a pretty big extension with the Utah Jazz, and these are some unique circumstances. And I don't blame somebody like Donovan for being concerned about that. I think I saw some reports Jason Tatum has, has some similar concerns. Do you think there's any way to alleviate those an insurance policy or something or what are your thoughts on that particular concern no i mean i get it it's a ton of money um it seemed like from what we were hearing and even in addition to you know the stuff that got out about donovan that that his concerns were you know not only that but even the um kind of the, the competitive disadvantage of of having not had a rim i don't believe he i think he won a very long time without being able to play ball at all, and he just seemed to be very uncomfortable with the way this was rolling out. Now, I don't know if that means ultimately that he is comfortable not playing. I mean, shoot, if he chose not to play, that would certainly be the biggest name. Because uh, again, like I said, Kyrie wasn't ready to play physically anyway. Um, but the money stuff is a big deal. I would I would think the insurance policy, uh, policy would make him feel better, but. You know that's that's the uh, the biggest contract of his life, and and could you know even though he's a hell of a player, he's going to be doing this a long time. You can never assume anything in, in pro sports in general. So I understand where he's at. Um, that's also just a, a tough conversation to have, especially because I think a lot of the focus on that call was was on the collective, um, and, and kind of like I said, the issues that I mentioned earlier. 
but they obviously got into some more kind of individualized situations too. Sam, in the past, you've said that uh, the, the plan is good, not perfect. If you, now that you have that information in front of you, if you were going to change anything, uh, what comes to mind? I don't know. I mean, in a, in a fantasy world that did not include economic impact and the loss of jobs, I would say, can we just try it again next season? You know, um, <laughs> I really would. Because even as somebody who very likely is going to be in Orlando, you know, I mean, I'm not excited about having a quarantine for potentially seven days when I get there. I'm not excited about, I mean, some things are, are more manageable than I thought they would be. It sounds like, you know, we, if I was on the inside of the bubble that, that you know, we would be able to, to go use the pool. We'd be able to go to the gym. You could eat dinner outside with other people. So, uh, but the restrictions you're talking about, I mean, this is possibly going to be, you know, my actual life at that time too, uh, potentially. That's not for sure yet, but um, I don't know what I would change. I can't put myself in their shoes because I, I don't envy the league at all because I, I get, you know, I, I, I'm i not even judging them for like, I, I get it. It's the golden goose. I mean, there's a lot of money on the line and, uh, and, and this is their business, but it's you are creating a... Uh, a manufactured environment. You're basically trying to to kind of maneuver around the elements of a virus that, I mean, I wish the guys that we were sitting here talking, you know, and the whole country was on a decline. But as you guys know, it's just not happening. And, you know, we uh, recently passed 117,000 deaths nationally and passed the, the World War One casualty number. Um, I mean, this stuff is just, just obviously tragic and, and the league is trying to forge ahead and pull off these playoffs and it's just it's a lot I'm, like I've written before and said on your show I'm nervous and I still am Sam you saying you might go is actually the most detail I've heard so far about the possible media contingent down there in Orlando including some of our local broadcast guys who have uh, who have not heard exactly what's going on as of yet do you have any feel on what the the media contingent is going to be like down there Yeah um so there there would be there would be two different factions of media. Uh, one would be on the inside, and that would be a very small group, um, likely uh, no more than around 10 people. Um, and then, so they would be able to attend games and, you know, and then have socially distanced interviews at practice and things of that nature. Um, then you would have the... Uh, Tier two would be on the outside where you stay and you pick your own hotel. You stay out there. And, and really the only perk it seems like is to be able to attend the games. And you're not going to be sitting courtside, obviously, but you'd be able to attend games from a distance. But then all the interviews most likely would be taking place remotely where you'd be going back to your hotel room and, and turning on a Zoom call. And, um, you know, you might get preference in question asking if you somebody went to Orlando. It's all stuff that's being worked out. But, um, but yeah, it's not. I mean, if you're on the inside, which, again, is going to be a pretty small list of people, then it's, you're subjected to all the same stuff that you've read in the memo about players and staff members, you know, daily testing and, and all the different restrictions and wearing the band. And, and so 
in that regard, you know, for the most part, everybody would be in the same boat. Sam, what do you think of the divvying up of the hotels? I, I've been to Disney World, but I don't know whether I've been to any of these hotels. Are, and then doing it by, by standings, uh, are some of the hotels much nicer than the others? I don't have a great feel for it. I mean, I, but I, you know, other than I think your suspicions are probably correct that uh, the Lakers will be at the nicest hotel with the Bucks and the Clippers <laughs> and the rest of the teams on that list. I think the, did the Jazz make the cut? They did. Yeah, like yeah, they, they did. Yeah, uh-huh. that's what yep. I thought. Mm-hmm. So you know, they uh, congrats to them. They kind of slid in with the cool kids, and then <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the, the one that the Kings are at and the. Yeah, the Suns and you know, and, and kind of the outside the bubble teams. Yeah, I'm sure that's not as nice, but it's it's you know, it's funny because you talk about the players who are worried about about you know how can I be spending my time if I didn't play, and whether it's rallying or protesting for social change and all these things. But you talk about a contrast. You know, if you play, I mean, you are legitimately going to spend your downtime playing ping pong, playing NBA 2K, golfing, um, you know, fishing. And it's, you know, those types of very kind of very Florida type activities. And and they're trying to create that environment. They might even have DJs where you can go chill and listen to music. But it's such a heck of a different vibe than trying to, to move through what's happening on the streets in the country right now. So um, it, it's, it's just wild. And, and I, you know, like I, you can tell, I'm torn. Like part of me wants to see it and be able to to tell my kids that I was part of this weird little experiment, you know. But then, obviously, first of all, certainly hope that I can get in and out and get home without picking anything up along the way. And then, secondly, it's just so bizarre that that this is real. It's something they're building that I still have a hard time wrapping my head around it. Well, Sam, if you do get a chance to go, I hope your singles ping pong game is sharp. <laughs> it is pretty good. I, I like ping pong. Good. You, you, know <laughs> who's good a, you know who's a surprisingly really good <clears throat> ping pong player, uh, Sam, is our boy Gordon. Is he? Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, in, yeah. in healthier times, Gordon, than you know, during jazz playoff runs in Salt Lake City, we'll have to find a little ping pong joint and get after it. I'll look forward to that, Sam. I... I for your for your personal sake, I wish you weren't going. Uh, but from a professional standpoint, I'm really glad that if if uh, if they're picking people to go, that you'll be one of them down there. I look forward to your coverage. But it is it is uh, people out on the outside are going to laugh at this, but it is quite a sacrifice. It really is. Uh, but I, I hope it works out well for you. No, I appreciate it. And like I said, definitely nothing for sure yet. And you know, if I did do it, it would. The possibility that we could split the time and, and I would do like six weeks and somebody else from our place would do six weeks. So those details are getting ironed out. But you're not wrong. I mean, I have a family. They're not used to not seeing them for six weeks. Usually I pop home during the playoffs. Um, and so, you know, again, I'm torn. But I appreciate it. And uh, and if I do do it, obviously, then, you know, maybe one of these days I'll be reporting from the inside. But we'll see. Yeah, and we'll we'll have that ping pong match one of these days, Sam. I'll look forward to it. I like it. I like okay. it. All right, guys. Thanks, Sam. Have You're the weekend. man. See you, buddy. Our friend Sam Amick from The Athletic. And, uh, you know, I 
selfishly hope all of our uh, NBA Daily Assist guests get a, get a chance to go in there. Interesting, uh, Sam, talking about maybe 10 uh, journalists on the inside. And I'm with you. I, I, I feel bad for Sam because it's a, it's a tough spot to be in, but he's, he's so good at what he does. He'd be the, yeah. the perfect journalist to be in there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you get uh, the straight uh, story from him. And uh, I, I, I think we're all sort of getting our, our arms around this scenario. And we, we have time to adjust, and sort of the teams. I mean, everybody's going to have time to ramp up to this. We, we're still, I mean, we're talking about this like, uh, okay, it's going to happen. But we're still, like I said earlier, for 42, what, 42 days out? Uh, I guess we can wait that long. Did you notice that part in his response where he said you'd have to be naive to think that the NBA isn't trying to send a message? Yeah, but you also heard him say that uh, they were doing everything they could to uh, keep everybody safe. Uh-huh. Which I've never disagreed with. In fact, I've, yeah, I but, think they're doing yeah, too but much. You, you made it sound as though that that was not the primary reason it was being done. Well, I think it's the primary reason that they're in Orlando, and I think it's the primary reason they're doing daily testing. And you I can't think back out the, of it, the, Jake. I think those are the. You, you the, cannot yes. back, back out, out of what, what? you were I, saying. You, you cannot back. You you said that they were playing games essentially, and I said they were doing everything they could to keep everybody safe. I said that the ridiculous detail rules, oversight, Big Brother stuff was PR <laughs> so that they could sell, tell the rest of the world that they are responsible and thinking of safety. I'm just saying that's PR, not necessary. Daily tests necessary uh, I, I, for safety. Bubble necessary minute. for safety. Who, what, uh, what, doubles what? ping pong. Ridiculous. Who are you to say what is uh, public relations and what is uh, truly uh, good-hearted uh, intent uh, safety measure? Who are you to say that? Well, I'm not the one that's casting the stone. I'm just. I'm a, saying right on, guys. You're doing it right. You're doing everything possible, and you're going. Ah, they don't need to do that. They're just doing that to look good. They are, and they don't need to do that. And See, I, I'm a red-blooded American think, that doesn't have my head in the sand. They're not doing it just to look good. They're yeah. doing it to. Co- I mean, it may look good. And they may be aware that it looks good, but they're doing everything possible to keep everybody they're safe. They're doing everything so, possible so that the, the Monsons of the world will say, God, this is a responsible organization. No, Look, I, I'm with do I have if stupid you sneeze, written on my forehead? <laughs> no, if, you don't. If you sneeze, all you got to do is wipe your hand on your shirt. That's as good as soap. <laughs> I'm saying the daily testing makes all that stuff so ridiculously unnecessary. How do you? I mean, Doctor Fauci over there now, right? I no, mean, come on, not Doctor Fauci. I am not. You think Dr. Fauci. you think they? You're, the way you're making it sound is okay. Okay, hey fellas, these are the things that are really important to do to keep everybody safe, and 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 this list over here is just for us to have fine window dressing to make us look good. That's what we're gonna do, right? Let's mix it all together. Yay us. Yes, correct. Exactly. I couldn't have put it better myself. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what they're that's doing. Pre- that's preposterous, Jake. Come on. No, I'd agree not. with you, Gordon, but then we'd both be right. It's not preposterous. It's the NBA saying we are going to build up a 
wall to the criticism that we are being reckless. I don't even blame them for thinking that way. But don't try to sell me that you can't wipe the ball off on your jersey. You're putting lives in danger by wiping the ball off on no, your jersey. Come it's not, on. Nobody, come nobody said on. that. Then why all is it a rule? All they said was they're doing everything possible to keep it as safe as possible. Including and they don't way want, more they than they want, need to. They don't want guys looging on the floor and blowing snot rockets and licking their fingers. But if they do, just wipe it on their jersey. Can't this all be solved with, hey guys, let's be smart. Maybe licking your fingers isn't a good idea. Do we need to legislate it? And do we need to get into the, I mean, again, the doubles, ping pong, headsets for video games. I mean, we're not, we're we're in a, already in a, in a biodome. Why is that, (laughs) why is that even necessary? It's not. It's necessary for the NBA to say, look, we are doing something. We are being safe. Whether it's required or not, this is how seriously we're taking this. And we want the world to know, of course, that's what they're doing. Of course. The The things, Jake, that you get hung up on are astounding they really are you because i am not a sheep who will be manipulated by unnecessary ridiculousness jake makes it sound like they're going into the kremlin i mean come on austin will you talk some sense into him because i've been talking about this for two days now and he doesn't seem to be hearing it i hate to break this to you but i'm with jake (laughs) i thought my dripping sarcasm made that clear i i I i think that they're doing these extra measures simply so that if and when someone comes down with it, no one can come in and say, well, why weren't you outlawing headsets at the video games? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, work, I, I work with two guys with tinfoil hats on. You guys are so paranoid that all your liberties are going to be taken away. Give me a break. And we work with a guy who's more than willing to suck up the NBA's propaganda like it was King James' <laughs> v- version of the Bible, whatever. I messed that up. But you know what? You know my I was point. Gonna say, I didn't bring LeBron up at all. As, as far as the bubble details are translated correctly, I is was, that what I we're was, going with? I was going with the NBA I mean, propaganda you admit that, as the King James Bible. Ah, that's, oh what I was, that's what I was saying. I don't believe for. it. This is unbelievable. We got the anarchist cookbook with Jake and the Bible with Gordon. Let's, that's let's flip to uh, Adam Silver, chapter 3, <laughs> verse 2. Uh, they shall not playeth doubles ping pong for that would risketh unnecessary life loss if thy left ping pong player offend thee (laughs) cut it off for a second there jake i thought you were sounding like daffy duck (laughs) (laughs) i cannot believe how paranoid you guys (laughs) fuffer and fuck that Adam Silver. You know what I'm going to do? I'm I'm going to write Adam Silver a letter, and I'm going to ask him to write you a letter that says, give Jake Scott all your money. So ordered. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's left Just to say. Just keeping everyone safe. I mean, what, I mean uh, what, what do you care whether there are rules to allow them to spit on their hands and spit at other players? I do not just care. to share the joy. 
<laughs> I do not care. Just bring on games. If you're asking Jake Scott his opinion, uh, yeah, I don't care one bit. But the whole premise was, if I were a player, I'd be absolutely bent out of shape that they're making me jump through all of these unnecessary hoops just so they can make because a they're statement. Keeping you, they're keeping you safe. They are not. Preventing they're me from playing doubles safe. ping pong is not keeping me safe. The Take. wipe the ball on the jersey has nothing Take. to do with safety. Nothing. Take. Nothing. You can really, sweat you're, on you're, each other in a basketball game, but do not ma- share the same making, ping pong paddle. Right. The, the, Good the, gravy. The, no, nobody said anything about sharing the same ping pong paddle. You, you're making mountains out of molehills here. Okay, you can... You, you can, make it sound like they are setting back civil liberties for the next century. Oh, that's absolutely if you were not a baseball what I'm player, If you were a baseball player, you'd be thinking, oh, well, we can't concede to this at all because then they'll implement it on a, on a, for the next 50 years. So let me get this, this straight. Patrick Beverly guarding his opponent like a glove. Fine. Using the same deck of cards twice... Not prison. You guys. I mean, how cares? ridiculous is that? That's the who point. Cares? That's ridiculous. Snitch line. Uh, I'm surprised uh, us and you, the germaphobe, wouldn't uh, throw in on this. Uh, just, you know, come on. You guys are overreacting. You can call me names all you want, but I'm right. They're doing enough. They're going to extraordinary circumstances. They're Good. testing every day. You Good. can't leave Disney what, what, World for crying what, out loud. What, whatever they would have done, you would have thought it was a step too far. You can't get takeout. You can't get the the, the DoorDash guy through the, the perimeter. <laughs> you know, like well, go ahead and share talcum powder at the check-in table. <laughs> yeah, they're doing plenty. Do we need to legislate snot rockets? They're doing plenty. The re- the all that extra stuff is just Jake, to point out and Jake, say, see, make sure Jake, your shoes are double knotted. Jake, if I'm playing basketball, I don't want some guy blowing snot all over the floor that I'm stepping in or falling on or putting my hands down on. I I don't want that. But how is that more dangerous? Than guarding a player in the post, it's not. It's it's not. not. Okay, it's wait ridiculous. A no, because guarding somebody in the low post is necessary in the in the in the course of the game. So you know, he's clearing my nose. No, no, it's not. Not not into my hand. Not onto my arm. Not into my face. I don't. I don't want that. Please, it's an unnecessary risk. Please, if you if you get in a confrontation and get in somebody's face to to express your opinion, that's fine. If you're within an inch of the other player's face yelling at them, no problem. But the second you wipe that ball off on your jersey, you don't let me catch you doing that or you are out, buddy. Out. It's it's just one more thing to be careful about. And what's the matter with that? Nothing. I can't believe that you are so hung up on the doubles ping pong thing. I can't believe so that you're what? fine with so, all of that. So what? You are a freedom guy. You you argued against the NBA dress code, and I admired you for it at the time. And now it's just whatever Premier Silver says is is fine. <laughs> Whatever he oh, says. If, if Premier Silver tells you to punch yourself in the face before you can go into the game, as long as it's appearing safe, knock yourself right out. That's How ridiculous. in the world would that appear it's ridiculous. safe? You're being ridiculous. How in the world is the Jersey thing safe but appearing safe? 
<laughs> How does that matter? Jake, why are you letting these things irritate you? Because it irritates me. This is, it's true. This it does. Is, who's with me on no this? No one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I'm in some western outpost somewhere where everybody is threatened by every little rule. Here's Itsy Bitsy Spider on Twitter says, it's pronounced safety, not safe day. You're arguing with a Porsche man about spit and sweat. LOL. All right, stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.